It's that time. It's time for the best damn marketing podcast on the planet. Whether you want to sell more products, more services, get more customers, or just make more money. This is where you need to be. Coming to you straight from the trenches and reaching across the globe. It's the High Response Marketing Podcast. Featuring the postcard pioneer himself, Bob Ross. I, I do the, you know, I kind of, I do the same thing with the marketing stuff. That's why I'm always kind of like looking around to see what people are. Right. Go after the. A lot of. The, right. Yeah. A lot of times I get disappointed, but you know, sometimes I find the gyms like the nine by twelve. Well, well, it's crazy because you know, after I, you know, after I decided, well, I'm not going to do this full time, you know, be a magician full time. I went into the restaurant business. That was kind of like my fallback business. And so, um, you know, I was a restaurant manager for a long time. I was a manager for Olive Garden and Logan's Roadhouse. And when we actually first moved to Maui, I, I, when we were moving to Maui, I had been doing uh, marketing on the side. And so my first attempts were like affiliate marketing and just straight internet marketing, right? Right. And I had a, um, I had worked, I had went through this thing called the 30 day challenge and I'd put together this little affiliate site and it was making about a hundred bucks a month and I wasn't doing anything. Like I just built the site, put some affiliate links on it. It was bringing, you know, I would get a check every month for a hundred bucks, but I was working full time. And I could never really figure out how to scale it out, you know? And so I was getting very frustrated with that. And when we were going to move, I had, in the meantime, I had heard about offline marketing. Some people had said, oh, you know, you should, I'd read something in a form that you should start talking to people. They don't know. So I had started to kind of tell people, like, you know, I, I know about Internet marketing and things. And so I had started to pick up a few clients on the side, just, just helping them with their online stuff. And when we moved to Maui, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to be a restaurant manager anymore, but a, a job with the Bubblegum Shrimp Company just kind of fell in my lap. <laughs> and so I took it, and so I did that for the first year we were here, and then um, left Bubblegums and uh, started doing, actually for, when I left Bubblegums for, for, I don't I can't remember exactly how long, I was on unemployment for a little bit, and then my unemployment was going to run out. And I was like, man, I better, you know, I was trying to get clients and not having success, right? Right. And so I was having a lot of meetings, but not getting anybody to close or, or, or do online services. Like I was pitching SEO and stuff like that. Those are tough to and pitch. Then I, Those are tough to pitch. Holy to moly. I mean, and, yeah, well, yeah. And here in, um, in Hawaii, it's a small market and, and a lot of the people, I mean, there's really not a... Well, they're not really aggressive there, right? I mean, they're not they're no, not aggressive no, not business people in Hawaii. <laughs> no, not at all. And so it was very frustrating. And then I came across the, the 9x12 thing on the Warrior Forum. And actually what attracted me to it was it wasn't cheap. At the time, you were, you had like a VIP thing that was like 50 bucks, I think. Yep. And uh, I was like, you know, which might as well be, which might as well be five hundred dollars on the Warrior Forum, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, which, and then, and that's really being fifty bucks. That is not, in the grand scheme of things, that's not expensive. It's just the context you know? of that that market. Yeah, and right. the, the context of that market. And so, 
and I read the thing, and I was like, well, this sounds pretty good, and uh, I thought, well, I'll, I'll pick it up, so I, I picked it up and got your little, the, the VIP thing, because my, my first thought was, well, since it's more expensive, probably not many people will buy it and be doing it. Yeah. Right. So I won't have to deal with a lot of competition, and so, um, but then once I read it, I was like, wow, this is really good, you know, I think this could work, and so... It's funny because I, I, just, I, I had no clue, you know, I, had, I didn't even know what a WSO was when I made one, and right. I didn't know that, that that market was so full of these $10, you know, crap. I'd, I had no clue, so I priced it at really what, what I thought was, was a, a good price, and, and uh, everyone thought I was crazy, you know. I didn't know <laughs> that there were all these people that would just buy things and... You know, it was just a bunch of uh, hogwash. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, well, when I read it, I knew it was different. Like, because I was like, wow, this first, it sounded like, it sounded, first of all, like a real marketing business. It, it did not sound like, you know, there's a physical thing. There's this thing that you mail out, which I like, um, you know, because a lot of times when you're talking to people about online stuff, like, it's hard. They don't get it. There's not. It's not something they can hold in their hands. Right. You know? It's not so tangible. You have to ed- yeah. You either have to ed- educate them, or you know, or they just have to already know that they need it. Yeah, I think that's and, how. Um, mo- if you're right, I think running a successful online marketing business, I think you've really got to just work word of mouth, and you've got to get referred and. You can't just just cold pitch people and sell them SEO, or it just doesn't doesn't work. Doesn't work unless you just happen to hit the one guy who's looking for that, which yeah. does happen from time to time. Which can happen, right? Right. Yeah, but you know, and overall with consistency, I, I think it's very very tough. And so I was really getting nowhere, and I was like, man, I was thinking I was going to have to go get a real job, which I did not want to do. You know, and. Um, I have two kids. I have a seven and a five year old, and so, you know, I wanted quality life living here. Now I wanted to be able to kind of make my own schedule and do things I wanted. And um, so my, uh, I I got that card and I made a mock up. I ordered some samples from you, actually. Okay. And I I came up with this this idea to do decine to decine as like a uh, it's a Hawaiian word that it can mean anything and everything. It's kind of like thingamajig. Yeah, I see it on Dog right. the Bo- I see it on Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, so people say like, <laughs> if you, just like you would say, oh, you know, hand me that thingamajig. People say, oh, well, hand me that the kind when they're pointing to something like that's just kind right. of the local lingo. So I thought, oh, well, we'll do the kind coupons. So I, I, I uh, had picked up the, some samples from you, and I also bought that little package that Greg was putting out with the flyer and the layout. Yep. Yep. At the time. And so I, I, I made a color scheme, and um, I had Logo Nerds do a logo. It was, like, dirt cheap. It was, like, 20 bucks to have a logo done at right. Logo Nerds. And I, I made the card with the white space, and I made the sample card with the ads in it, and I laminated them with my logo. So I had, I had a laminated card that looked like it had ads in it, but none of them were local. They were all the ads from your yeah. sample card. right. And then I had the blank one with the ad space sizes, and I had some actual samples I bought from you. And so I just went out. I, I took that, and I said, look, this is what I'm going to do, and I would show them the laminated cards. And uh, I just started walking into businesses, 
And then I would say, and this is what it's going to look like printed. This is one from the mainland. And I never really said that I did one on the mainland, but I never really said I did. <laughs> right? And no one ever questioned No one questioned me. you, huh? Yeah, no one ever said, like, well, we're, you know, the, well, one thing that I did get, because I found out this is a problem in Maui, is that people had been going, some people had gone around selling advertising and then just never came back. And so I had one client say, well, do you live here? <laughs> and I was like, well, yes, I do live here, you know. But I, when I started that process, I filled all 16 spots on my first card in seven days straight. Wow. Seven days. So I, yeah. Seven days. And I did that. I mean, it was work. I mean, I went and I, I just walked into businesses and I showed them my laminated cards and I showed them the samples. And uh, I took 50% deposits and... Um, you know, one day I thought, God, I'm not going to make a sale. And, uh, but I just stayed, I just kept going to businesses until I made a sale that day. And I finally, though, I went to this tattoo shop at like six thirty in the evening and they bought an ad. And so I <laughs> called it a day to keep my streak alive. You right. Know? Right. But right. Um, it's always that one that's right. You were just about to give up and then it, and then it, it hits. You just push. Yeah. And then I, yeah. And that was it. And you know, the, the great thing about the card was, you know, I, there was not a lot of selling involved. Like, it's really, it's like, um, I don't know, the best way I can describe it is it's like the card really is a show and sell. Like, it sells itself. Right. Once they see right? it and they feel it. and Yeah, and you're showing them the sample. You know, and I'm just telling people, look, I'm going to mail this to 10,000 homes, and this, this is, these are the areas I'm going to mail, and this is what the card, this is the quality the card's going to be, and this is the design here. And, um, you know, no hard sales tactics, no, like, no trying to really get people to buy. I just went from business to business, and, and if they bought, great, and if they didn't, I just kept moving. 10,000 piece and, mailer, uh, I think, right? 10,000 pieces, yeah. 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 I only did one smaller mailer. Um, I did over 2,500, but... So anyway, so I just, uh, that was kind of how it all, that was how it all started. And then once I had that, once I had that first card mailed, then I had an actual card to go show people, which made it even easier. You know, I didn't need to use the laminated samples anymore. Yeah. And the cards looked great. And, um, so it, it just kind of took off from there. But the big thing for me was, you know, as I started to, I was able to start transitioning back into offering other marketing services and the car just made it like, it just made it a piece of cake because I went from, I had no, I had zero professional business contacts on this island. And within probably six months, I had about 50 businesses that had all given me money for a service. Yeah, that's right. I mean, where else can you get in a short amount of time, get dozens of of clients, whether they're what they, they paid you money. I mean, they're now people that you can develop a relationship with. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, so just think fast. about that first week. Yeah. In seven days, I went from nothing to 16 businesses that gave me money. That's really where the power so, is. A lot of people overlook that, you know, they, they see it as that's it, that they, they're just nine by 12 customers. They're just, now they have to go get more, but that's not true. You have, you have 16 people that, that could be lifelong customers for all sorts of different services. Right, and that is, and that's exactly what I did. Like I started talking to those people and telling them, you know, I offer other services as well, and you know, that landed me 
um, just, I mean, right off the bat, within the first two months, I landed a local, um, the Maui, the Powerhouse franchise, so Maui Powerhouse Gym. I landed them as a copywriting client. Wow. And wow. I was writing their renewal letters. And, like, the, I mean, the first letter, the first renewal letter I wrote for them, I mean, I think I charged them, like, 1500 bucks to write that letter. And that came, and that came off of a, now, how did you get them? Tell me how you actually got them from, from scratch. What happened? <laughs> So I had went to another gym here in the area. This is actually, this is kind of a, a little bit of a horror story, but I, I'll <laughs> share it with you. So I, I had this gym that signed up to do the card. And uh, I had spoke to the gym owner's wife and explained the whole situation, and she gave me a deposit, and, you know, I went on my merry way. And um, all of a sudden, two days later, I get a call from her husband, who I guess is her partner in the gym or whatever okay. and he's just livid <laughs> and and i can't figure out why and he's like he's telling me this thing is a scam and blah 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 and i'm like i mean i don't know where this is coming from right i was very upfront with this lady i'm just thinking I'm, I'm thinking of the movie uh napoleon dynamite have you seen that Oh, when they sell when they sell the the karate instructor's wife on like a like a a, a bra enhancer or something, and then he comes home yeah. and he's like, like furious. <laughs> yeah, but go on. So the so, guys all live it. Yeah. And- so so she's living. So I'm just like you know I was really taken aback by it because you know everybody that I had talked to up to that point had just been really great. I had had no issues, and so I just said, well, look, you know, I don't know what's you know, I apologize that the guy thought that way. I didn't really know what to tell him, you know. So we hung up the phone, and I, basically I just I took their deposit and everything and just went down to the gym and said, look, this is not going to work out because, you know, I'm working hard to build something here, and, if you know, if you're not comfortable doing this, I don't want to do it. Like, I wasn't taking the money in the first place, right? So here's your deposit back, and here's your ad. And so now I was stuck. I was like, man, I was needed to mail the card, and I didn't have a gym. So I walked. I just walked into my powerhouse and said, hey, I'm looking for a gym. And they <laughs> had done direct mail in the past. <laughs> and so when I told them it was $500 to mail 10,000 home, their exact words to me were, it's how much? Yeah, yeah, and that's like 500 right. to mail 10,000, and they said, where do we sign? <laughs> It's always great when you got someone who understands the value that you're presenting. Yeah, you know? and you know, in retrospect, I think the thing that that I that could have made my efforts even even easier is really going in. If I had really, I really didn't have any set way to say like, look, if you tried to do this on your own to mail ten thousand homes, first you're going to pay sixteen hundred dollars in postage right off the bat. Plus, you're going to pay, you know, um, if I were starting from scratch again, I would have some of those numbers out and go through them with the person. Yeah. So that yeah. they get a to clear they understanding. Th- right, that they're going to be spending six to $8,000 just just to do it themselves. Yeah, exactly. And the post office is no help, you know. And right. uh, because if you walk into the post office to do every door direct mail, they can't design the card for you. They can't tell you what the ad should say. I mean, all they can do is the print. All they can do is the mailing. Yeah, right. They can't even do the printing. And so it's kind of funny because after I was doing the card for a while, the post office was sending people to me that came in yeah. to ask about every door direct mail. Right. 
Because when I walked in to do that first mailer, they had no They had no I, clue, I, right? You I, might I, as well. <laughs> I saw the deer in the headlights look from the lady behind the counter. Like, they did not know what I was talking about. No. And so I actually walked them through the process. Yeah, they don't. I mean, now they're getting better, but it's still, I mean, they don't. Because it's at the at the local post office level, they don't have to deal with any kind of bulk mail processing. That's something they've yeah, no. never been trained on. They have no clue. Yeah, and they have one person or two people that usually handle that, and so they got to go find them, and that person's never done one before. Right. But it's funny, after we did them for a while, they actually came to me because um, I guess that the post offices, I didn't know this, but they send these auditors in every so often, every year, and they evaluate how many pieces of mail they're sending out on each truck, and then based on that information, they determine whether the people at the post office get a raise and how much. You know, that's interesting because I've, I used to send my samples out every day, the 9 by 12 samples. I would send them out, uh, it would be registered, like the postage account, I, I would print the labels up on my office, which is in a town next to where I live, and then I would, I would bring them into the town that I live, and the guy at one point told me, he said, can you, can you please just change the the name on the labels to this one because we won't get any credit for it. He was really yeah. concerned. You know, he really wanted that, that the, the credit to go to that thing. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. I didn't yeah, know that well, it was attached to, like, raises. and Yeah, yeah, and they determine whether they get a raise and if they do, how much. And so, like, I actually did a mailing at the time the auditors were here <laughs> because the people at the post office came to me and asked me to do that. They were like, hey, do you think you could... Can you show up that day? Yeah. ready to go out? Yeah, they were like, well, do you think... It was like, a, there's like a three-week period. So they were like, well, could you just do it in this time, in this three-week period? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, I was putting a mailing together, so... Right. Yeah, it just so, did nothing but solidify my relationship with them. You with know? them, which is a great relationship to have. Um, do you, tell me more about... You got you landed this, uh, this chain of... of gyms and and you how'd you end up uh, doing their copywriting had you done any copywriting before i i have you know i um i had had i have done copywriting before so i had a little um i guess it was a side job where i was doing like copywriting content for other marketers oh okay um, some some seo content some sales stuff it was just various things here because i uh, I'm not a bad, I'm not a bad writer and I can, you know, I can actually put things together and I, a lot of people struggle with that. So I knew there was an opportunity to, you know, to make some money with that. Did you approach them about it or had they? No, they actually you? approached me because I was just kind of telling them, you know, some of the various things I could do. And, um, you know, I had mentioned, you know, they knew I was, they knew direct mail because that's sort of kind of what the postcard thing is. And I was like, and we can do a lot of things more specific and, you know, I can do sales letters and things like that. And so after we had done a couple of mailings, then they they talked to me about a couple of services, and they said one thing they liked to them was this, you know, this letter that they have to send out because they were new owners of the of the okay of the powerhouse gym. And I, so it just so happened that their first renewal was coming up. They needed to get people to renew. Right. I bet you that they didn't even say the word copywriting. No, they didn't. They just wanted help with their letter. Yeah, I think there's a big like uh, mark. Most of the marketers I talk to, 
they know what copywriting is, but they don't understand that most business owners have no clue what they they think. If you say copywriting, they think you're talking about the the, the legal term. You know, you're copywriting a, a trademark. Oh, they don't know. Yeah, well, I, they don't even know what that that exists. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I've talked to. I've made the same. I think it's like SEO. Like people don't get SEO. They don't know they what don't that means, under, right? Yeah, they have no idea. And so, but when you start talking to people, like, um, I think one of the things that that has led to me being successful with some of this stuff is that I try to talk to the business owners like a normal person. Yeah. You know, and you don't really want to overload them with a lot of technical jargon. No way. Because if they don't get it, they don't get it. And if if you lose them, then you're done. Yeah. And it's so easy because it's so, it's stuff that we know that sounds normal to us, but it sounds like gibberish to them. And it just, you you lose them. Yeah, exactly. And most people will not tell you when they don't understand what right. you're saying because right. they don't want to look stupid. They don't. I've heard that so, the Japanese, I've heard that the, the Japanese, they're, they're, that's big with them. They can't, they, they will pretend to understand you because it's, it's, it, it hurts their, you know, they, they, they cannot ask you to repeat the, yourself yeah. or they, they'll, rather they'll pretend like they understand you. Yeah, and you and don't that, get anywhere. You don't get anywhere because they're not they're not giving you feedback. That's what a lot of marketers they they might as well be talking Japanese to the business owners. Yeah, that, yeah, and you have to get away from that. You have to, you know, um, one of the things that I really did early on was I thought, well, what does a because there's a lot of, you know, I'm in a very heavy tourist area, and so there's a lot of print. Um, marketing opportunities for businesses here, although all of them are geared really towards tourists. None of them are really geared towards local, true local businesses. And so that was one of the things that I noticed on the get-go. I thought there was a a space in the market here that wasn't being filled because a lot of these local businesses have done print advertising with these things that, that targeted tourists and it wasn't successful because I can't, they're, a yeah. they're just a passing by that's that's not going to go anywhere right yeah exactly and so um one of the things that i tried to do was really picture what must these ad salesmen look like you know like what does the phone salesman what does the guy that comes in and pitches the phone book what does he look like and most of them that i ran into and saw were kind of cheesy yeah you know, they were typical, like, I mean, they were salespeople. And you could they were tell, you could spot them a mile away. That's a sales, yeah, and who not, is that, and, that's and a salesman to, down there, right? Yeah, and not to, like, bash on them. I don't think it's really anything they were doing wrong. I think it's just the kind of the way, it's just the way that they approached the job and everything. I mean, they're, that's what they're doing. And so, and they're all about the hard sell. And right. um, so I just decided to do everything exactly the opposite. So I thought, well, what does that guy look like that goes in to sell the phone book? And then I just did everything backwards. Did you wear a Hawaiian so shirt? Did, did you wear a Hawaiian shirt? I did not wear a Hawaiian <sighs> shirt. I just dressed I dressed casual, yeah. though, like a nice button-up. Like it a, wasn't all flowery. I'm not a flowery kind of guy. <laughs> right. But it was like a Tommy Bahama kind of button-up yeah. short sleeve shirt, you know? Yeah, right. And um, so, I, you know, I, I definitely, you know, I looked professional. I didn't look... You know, I, when I say I did everything the opposite, I, I guess you don't want to look like an amateur. You still want to look professional. But, I mean, I just went in and talked to people normal, and I just told them flat out, you know, I'm a local guy. I live here, and I'm starting up this business. And I think the more that you are 
you know, I think a lot of uh, people make the mistake of trying to make themselves seem bigger, really bigger than they are. Yeah, I hate that. Right. Right. And like, you know, a lot of people relate to you more if they, they get it. They're a business owner themselves. And here especially, like, they want to help you. You know, they want to see other business owners succeed. Right. They want to succeed. And if you can approach them with this attitude that we're just all in this together. And I used to say that a lot. And uh, That's a I great would, thing. Would, that is a fantastic thing to say. Yeah, and I would do this. Even if I were on the mainland, I would figure out some way to say it. But since I'm on an island, it was a really easy because I would just say, look, this is a small island. As business owners, you know, we're in this together. we got to stick together on this kind of stuff. So let's see if we can make something work here. And just people would just, okay, you know? Yeah. And you were selling um, them for about 500 bucks a pop. Is that right? Yeah, that was my, my biggest ad space was 500 I had some a couple of clients that bought, you know, I had another client that had done direct mail before, so they bought two spaces because they still thought at a thousand bucks they thought it was a great deal, right? A a great deal, and um, but yeah, so and I had some smaller spaces that I sold for I think three seventy five, and you know, if I were ever going to do like a, a special or. I know around Christmas time I ran a special because I was just trying to move spaces to get one out by Christmas. I think I did a hundred dollar discount, so I sold some for four hundred. Right. But those were two repeat customers, you know. Right. So have you had a lot um, of have you had a lot of relationships develop from these so far? I mean, are you still working with oh with yeah with I clients mean, I, that well, have been been years now? Yeah, I, yeah, I have a lot of clients that I've been working with from. From the beginning, like I still work with the gym, yeah. the Mayapur House gym. I still work with them, and um, you know, and also too, the other thing that the card did—not just from the client side, but it also put me in touch with like I had to, I had to start working with a printer, right? Because you and I had some discussions about printing and shipping to Hawaii. Yeah, which just was, too much. Too expensive. Right, so mm-hmm. I I actually called around and talked to some printers, and I got hooked up with a printer, a local printer here, um, and that relationship has developed into more business deals because mm-hmm. you know he's a graphic designer and does the printing, but he wants to offer websites to clients. So he passes so the business he, to you. Yeah, so he he says, yeah, his company will do the websites, and then I do the fulfillment. And we have an agreement and a deal on how that works. Awesome. And, you know, and, and he ended up actually introducing me to a gentleman who owns one of the largest um, tourist publications here. It's called Aloha Visitor Guides. They do about, I think it's 60,000 magazines a month. <laughs> wow. Just on Maui, right? Yeah. And that guy has now been a client of mine for over two years, I think. Wow. But I mean, all of that came from, all of that came from the car. I mean, the card started all of it. Yeah, that which is exactly what it's really designed to do. That's how, that's to get those that initial client base. Yeah, and you know, I've I've tried various methods of, you know, prospecting. I've sent letters and things like that, and I've gotten some. I filled some spots that way. You know, for me, I found the best way and the fastest way is to just walk in and right. show them what it is. Right. I mean, I, I, you know, I know a lot of uh, a lot of people 
don't like to hear that because you want to think I just want to do it from home. But, <laughs> yeah, and some people you know, do. You know, it's there's it works. The, yeah. All different ways work. But what would you? What advice would you give someone who was you know, nervous about going out there and, and prospecting? You know, I would say, you know, do some, you know, do some rehearsing. Like, you know, think of think of it like a conversation, not like a sales pitch. Right. Right. Get a few key things that you want to mention, and then there's a. I used to use a technique, you know, that um, actors would use. They have this thing called running lines. What's that? You know, and what they well, what they do is when they when they have a part, all they do is they just say the lines out loud from beginning to end with no emotion. So they don't try to add any emotion to them. They just say them over and over out loud. Because a lot of times what people do is they practice in their head. And then when you start talking, it doesn't sound the same. Okay, right. Right? And so it can throw you off. And you start to get a little nervous and you're like, it doesn't feel right. And so if you just practice saying them out loud, then later when you're having the conversation, you'll just add the emotion automatically. That's interesting. Because you're in the conversation. Yeah, but you're much, you feel much more relaxed about what you're saying because you just, you know it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think saying your whatever it is that you're going to say, whatever your pitch is going to be. Right. It might be your opening. It might be even just your your opening line or even just your opening. I think just practicing it out loud will help tremendously. And then, you know, if you can do some a few times and like, you know, try it on people, on your friends, on your wife, whatever, and say, hey, I'm, I'm trying to do something, you know, can I act like let's try to do a role play and then if you if you also do it a few times and record yourself with the like like you were just talking to a business owner you can listen to yourself and sometimes you can hear things that like oh you know i don't oh god yeah you sound so right right you think you sounded (laughs) so great and then you you really sounded terrible yeah yeah you're like oh i don't know that at all so i think that's a i think that's a big step that's a great right you know fantastic and the other thing is just not letting um i always use this joke i always say that my mom this is what i tell myself i always tell people you know it's just like my dear old mother told me never let failure go to your head you know and um i think that's important when you're doing sales and walk walk walk-ins you know you you just can't let failure go to your head no it'll eat you up it'll eat you up alive yeah and you just have to go in and think you know what if, if this person doesn't buy, big deal, you know, and so you go in, you do your pitch, you try, you get an ant, you know, you ask them if they're interested, and if they're not, hey, you know what, but, you know, maybe some sometime down the road I'll swing back by, like, you always want to leave things open, I think you always want to leave things in good standing, because you never, I've, it's been my experience, you don't know what's going to come from those yep. conversations down the road, even though they might not purchase at that time right. so i think there's no reason to get upset or irritated you just you know you present your case and if they like it great and if not no big deal there's a hundred other businesses you can go talk to right right you know so and i think that really you know once you just start doing it and especially when you get a couple people that are interested and sign up you know for me anyway that just kind of fuels the fire now <coughs> Now you're going, you know, now you're going. And, you know, I've done some other um, just mailings for my business, too, that, you know, that I learned just from the N3, 
and the other things you did, I actually did a uh, just a straight postcard mailing about three weeks ago um, okay. for my business. And my first run at mailing, I picked up a uh, well. The contract for the year is fifteen grand. So wow. that's all just wow. from doing yeah. the solo. Just from doing the solo. The so- yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, the stuff. Uh, you know, the stuff you have in those reports. I mean, it, it works. Like that's the. I mean, it's helped me build a business out here in the middle of the ocean. So, <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> right. I yeah, I mean I I can't you know personally, people tell me that all the time, but personally I just don't I, it, it's still unfathomable for me to think that anyone could release something that that wasn't already proven, you know, I can't. I mean, I've got a great uh, a whole lot of ideas in my head that sound great, but I would never even tell someone to do them unless I knew that it was going to work. Cause a lot of times things sound great, but they, they really, they don't work in real life. Yeah. Well, and you know, the other big thing is people just have to take action. I mean, you got to take action. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I've read a thousand things and never done anything about them. Right. You know, and, but once you make the decision, you just gotta, you just gotta put one foot in front of the other and just say, you know what, I'm going to give this a legitimate just shot. Do it. Right. And then just do it. Yeah, exactly. So, but look, Jake, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. No problem. Well, appreciate you having having uh, doing this. You know, really appreciate yeah. it a lot, Tom. And uh, anything anything interesting or funny pops up, let me know. We'll we'll uh, I'd like to share some more stories too. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Tom. We'll have a great day All out right. there in Hawaii. <laughs> All right. You too. Hello. All right, buddy.